Before we dive into today's episode, we want to emphasize that the content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. We are not financial advisors and the information shared here should not be considered as professional financial advice. Always consult with a qualified financial professional before making any financial decisions. Yes. Hello everyone. Welcome back to our series on casual stacks with four NRI professionals. And uh, and this time the topic is ensuring we go around we start by going around the room talking about our perspective on insurance, then we need a follow-up question. So, we'll go first. Roy, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, so, first thing is insurance is important. There's no doubt about it, no questions about it. Um, how much insurance you need, what type of insurance you need, that will depend on who you are, what age you are, what your life goals are, how close you are to those life goals, where do you live, uh, how, where do you work, you have your own business, you're working as a salaried professional, uh, freelancer, whatever. So, there, insurance is a complex topic, unfortunately. Ideally, it should be a very simple thing. Uh, but just because of the different types of products and a lot of mis-selling that has always happened not only in India, but across the world, it has become a very complex and very complicated topic. So I hope that in our conversation today, we hope to, we will be able to unpack that a little bit. Isha? I agree with what Rohit said. Uh, insurance is very important, not very often discussed also because insurance kind of gets linked to uh, all the negative events that happen in life or uh, happen after life so it's it's not an easy topic to have a conversation on and which also makes selling insurance uh, from a professional perspective but insurance is basically on your downside guarantee so just like any other topics on finance that we have discussed or have discussed in the past uh, it basically provides you with comfort that if things go wrong there is something that can protect you or something that takes care of you so it basically just guarantees your downside. Uh, and that for that reason alone, and if I'm to take away all the other aspects of insurance, we just talk about the basic concept of insurance. Just for that, I think insurance is important. Madhesh, any added opinion to Rohit and Ishan's? No, I think Rohit and Ishan summed up really well. Uh, for me, like insurance, actually, uh, if you stack rent in terms of priorities, it comes uh, second to emergency funds. Uh, even before you start your investment, I think insurance should be you have the top priorities uh, according to them. And like basically, insurance is your leverage against uncertainty, and like we are moving into a more uncertain world every day. So we will need to definitely have that leverage uh, to make sure things work out rather positive. So yeah, uh, we can discuss further about the product. Yeah, so same. I I, I agree with uh, all that being said. Having said that, I will 
I will roll this into the follow-up questions where we all agree insurance is important. But what insurance are we talking about really? Are we are we specifically talking about life insurance? We're talking about health insurance or home insurance, all the all sorts of insurance. You can insure anything now. Ronaldo has insured his foot. But which makes sense is that that's his uh, tool to earn money. So uh, among all of these different types of insurances, do you think we should go for each of them or the one or two that you think uh, take priority and others are based on the situation you are? Anyone can go. I think, as you rightly said, there are a bunch of different types of insurance available in the market today. For an average person, the two most critical types of insurance is life insurance and health insurance, which in India, some people call it MediClaim, medical insurance, uh, etc. I think these two will cover the widest range of issues that are everyday person is expected to face and then of course as you amass different types of assets uh, you can obviously choose insurance for that when you buy a home you should have house insurance Uh, when you buy a car you should have car insurance if you are Ronaldo you should have leg insurance Uh, as simple as that Um, so I think what we can probably focus on is primarily life and health insurance and then also talk about some of the other asset protection insurances like your standard car and home insurance uh, that are available in the market. So I'll maybe share a couple of very quick points. Uh, Number one is life insurance. So the most purest form of life insurance available is called term insurance which is basically you pay a premium. You set a term like okay I want to be insured till I'm 60 or I'm 70. And I want to be insured for X number of, X amount of money. Uh, That could be 1 CR, 5 CR, 10 CR, whatever is uh, available. Depending on your liabilities, your earnings, what you believe will be required if you were to suddenly pass away. Uh, The other type of insurance is obviously health insurance, which covers your medical requirements. If you fall ill, if you're hospitalized, if you meet with an accident, etc. Funnily enough, I remember writing some kind of an article or blog post a while back. Uh, Something that I said there was, if you are the sole breadwinner of your family, the biggest risk is not, the biggest risk to your family is not that you're going to pass away. Because if you're dead, your family will figure out some ways to sustain themselves. The biggest risk is, you don't pass away, you stop earning, and you start squeezing out the money that your household has accumulated. So things like if you get into a critical illness cycle, you know, you have a long fight with cancer, which is going to be very unfortunate. Uh, Maybe you meet with an accident and you require a lot of intense treatment and therapies, etc. What that does to a household is basically it whisks away all the money and all the assets that you might have accumulated. And it does not give you anything back in return. So things like health insurance and even within that, uh, protections like your 
disability insurance accidental uh, insurance there are a bunch of different products available to cater to different risk scenarios a uh, prudent approach to insurance is to identify what are the most common factors available uh, what are the most common risk factors that you can get exposed to and then identify products accordingly and then have some amount of protection for all of those obviously to the extent that you can uh, afford to yeah i uh let's do this let's call out insurances each of us have uh registered for and are paying premiums premiums for and that that might give the listeners an idea of the approach we have taken so i can maybe i can start on this one i have two life insurances uh Now that I'm saying it, I know it does not make sense here paying premiums in two places. But for some reason, I, I actually not for some reason. This happens to a lot of people I know. The first life insurance was registered by my mother when I was young enough to not care about finance and these things. This was LIC in India. Then when I started to think about uh, finances. I got one for myself. This was in Singapore with Prudential. So that that's the approach I have taken and both are term plans. So they're not mixed with investment vehicle. Yeah, health insurance is an interesting one. Uh, health insurance, I've always had health insurance. Till now, attached to the company I was working for. The company provided the insurance, and I, I didn't have to worry about premiums and all of those. But as of now, I I am thinking that I should think about premiums and uh, think about one insurance myself and not be dependent on the company I work for. Layoffs and all of these things—you never know; you might get hit. Anyone else? I can I can go next. Uh, as Rohit covered, like the two most important insurance, which ninety percent of the people should have, are term and health. Uh, so I also have them. In terms of term insurance, and I'm only talking about products that I actually bought. There are other investments uh, done by my parents, probably in LICs, which are across multiple policies, which I'm not aware of. So I'm I'm not including them. So I have one term insurance, uh, which I pay a yearly premium for, uh, and uh, one health insurance out of my employment benefits, uh, outside of my employment benefits. So that, as Siddharth mentioned, if there are any unforeseen circumstances with the job, uh, I have some cover to take shelter. So yeah, so these are two insurance I have. I also explored buying a home insurance for my home, but I'm delaying it a bit I'm currently servicing my loan uh, for my home. So I'm delaying it a bit till my loan is done. Because I know like if something happens during the loan period, uh, the loan company takes care of the insurance part. Or like they, so I, I will be delaying that. But given uh, the uncertainty of the climate as well, I would definitely purchase a home insurance once my loan period is done. Uh, you guys touched on uh, most of the points. I also own 
two term insurances like Siddharth, one in India where the beneficiaries are my parents, so dependents in India, and one in Singapore where the beneficiaries are my wife, so or dependents in Singapore. Uh, health insurance I've had for a while, uh, and I think apart from the uh, company cover that you that most employees get from their companies, and these benefits can vary significantly based on the companies. Certain companies cover almost everything, and it's a pretty large cover. You don't really have to worry about anything. Uh, some other companies don't. So th I think that calculation, like Siddharth initially said, you need to think about what uh, coverage you need and what amount you'd like to, like to get yourself covered for and what situations you'd like to get yourself covered for. Um, but you need to get those insurances in time, also because as you keep getting older, uh, your insurance premiums significantly shoot up. And I think one of the things that anyone who is interested in insurance should check or read up on is what the age brackets are for insurance premiums to have a step up jump because suddenly at a certain age insurance companies treat you as a much bigger liability than you were a year ago so you would want to get those insurances in before you become a larger liability for the insurance companies uh, the only other point i'd like to make is uh, for a lot of company insurances and this is since we are all folks sitting outside india uh, and we have company coverage so for a lot of folks who have uh, dependents in india or just dependents in general, it would be good to get all your dependents on your company insurance plan, especially your parents, because for a lot of company insurance plans, uh, before your parents touch the age of 60, you can get them onto the plan without any further inquiries on their pre-existing conditions or getting health uh, reports for them. You can simply get them added onto your plan. As soon as they become 80, they need to get a doctor's certificate of their fitness as well as uh, no pre-existing conditions are covered. So just in case someone doesn't have it who listens to this, uh, it might be good to check up on your company plan and uh, get your parents on board before they're 60. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I also have a life term life insurance in India uh, and I have a medical insurance in India also. I don't have any personal insurance here in Singapore, which like I've been sort of coasting on the employer insurance for a long time. And thankfully, uh, the employer insurance is pretty good. So most of the needs have been covered. But I think Ishan, you touched on a very interesting point. My wife, for example, works for a different employer and her insurance is not that great. So for almost every instance that I remember where she has had to take any sort of medical help uh, she has used my insurance because i got her added to my insurance when we got married uh, so this is important i think equally important to like parents if you have kids like, i think all of that like as many people as you can get added to your company insurance you will usually get a lot of benefit out of it uh, another insurance that i used to have uh, was uh, an insurance against my education loan so when i did my mba uh, I took a loan from the bank from for my for funding my education, and that it was not super complicated because the bank basically had a process where they almost insisted on having an insurance coverage in place. So my EMI amount for the bank uh, loan included the cost of insurance premium also. So that's like the third type of insurance that I have been exposed to. 
uh, I now realize it's a bit of a gap when since we are having this conversation. I don't think my dad's flat in India is insured. So that is something that I need to follow up on after this call. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think those would be very typical and very standard types of insurance that you will probably experience or encounter uh, as you go along your life journey. And so as you go in for your higher education, you get to a stage where you're buying a house, where you're buying a car, where you have kids, uh, your insurance needs, your insurance amounts uh, will change. And obviously the premium that you will have to pay at different points of time depending on your age and other health conditions, those things will also change. Uh, so again, something that ideally should have been a very simple thing, widely available, easily accessible. It's unfortunately not the case. It does require fairly good amount of homework to understand what insurance should be purchased, uh, how to optimize for different pros and cons of different types of insurance, etc. Uh, the only way out of that is to actually spend the time, do that homework. Uh, because in my mind, at least, insurance is completely non-negotiable. Like you can stay put without investing for some time, but I don't think you can really sustain yourself without having insurance. Yeah. Let, let's end this session with, with the last question, which relates to Ruit's point on insurance being non-negotiable. I'm, and I will pick this point up and connect it to something that Madhvesh had said that the number one priority is emergency funds number two is insurance how do you guys see emergency funds different from insurance and wouldn't first you HNIs and not just HNI but even people with some considerable amount of uh, savings consider emergency funds to be servicing what insurance could service and in the process save on the premiums that they have to pay what are your thoughts on that I would say that emergency funds uh, probably cover for your daily expenses which, for example, could include your rent, your your grocery spend, your eating out spend, uh, your school, children's school fees, etc. Uh, but insurance is something which is going to care for your uncertain things. Uh, so this would this would be categorized. Oh, let's say they would. But you you can save you can set emergency funds for uncertain situations. Yes, you can. But uh, the problem is. Since it's uncertain, you would not know what you should be saving. And if at all you are going to save it, the emergency funds is going to be in a liquid corpus. Having a very big liquid corpus is actually going against you because you are going to lose the value of that money as time goes by due to inflation and other factors. Uh, so it is prudent to have insurance if you are not someone uh, who is in the top 10% of uh, income in the world where you can like, fund against most of the liabilities. Uh, for example, like let's take cancer or even like a heart surgery, uh, which would cost somewhere close to 10 lakhs uh, in a good hospital in India. Uh, and you would have, uh, your emergency funds is going to be depleted in one instance if you are going to have that surgery. And most of these surgeries need to be done are time sensitive. 
uh, it's not going to be like three months start. So that's where I see insurance and emergency playing hand in hand to save you uh, in terms of such dire needs. And I think this is something that that uh, I I get where the question is coming from to that because at some point you might have enough money that you don't really need whatever protection you're getting from the insurance plan. That's primarily how I see term insurance as well. Hoping that I live out longer than the term insurance, I would at that time have enough money with me through investments or savings that the term insurance itself, the amount of it, will not be a huge difference to my life. Or after my life, because whoever my dependents are will get the same amount of or, or larger amount of money. But when you're starting out in your career, when you're somewhere just on your journey, uh, you may not have that level of savings. So you may not have that level of confidence in what you have that this will sustain in a situation of crisis or sustain my dependents after me. So it's effectively, like I said, it's effectively covering your downside. So it's down, downside protection for you where if a crisis situation happens or if a really bad event happens, uh, you have protection where you can get a lump sum that you may not have saved up in that. Plus, something that Madhvesh was saying, when you're getting insurance, you're paying premiums not at the same level, but a smaller amount every year, adding up to a large uh, sum assured at the end of the insurance or in case of a situation that happens. Uh, if you kept that entire lump sum on the side, I would, and we discussed this problem, we'll probably discuss it again. That money would do better if you were investing it rather than keeping it as liquid cash. So uh, I think it's just smarter to do it this way till the time you reach a stage in your life where you're like, I have enough money, insurance is not really as important to me now. I'm assuming uh, for a lot of people that is not the life stage they've been in uh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, one, I think that mostly covers everything that I, I fully aligned with that. The only thing that I can add to it is for health insurance, the ROI always works in favor of having an insurance rather than not having an insurance, whether you are a HNI or not. Like no matter how much money you have, you will still end up paying a lesser amount as insurance premium and then use the insurance money to fund your medical bills rather than using your own savings, even if you can afford it. So the ROI usually tilts in favor of having health insurance. For life insurance, I think, Ishan, what you said makes sense. Uh, there's probably going to come a stage where having that life insurance or not is not really going to make a big change to anybody's life. So you can sort of take away or discard it. Uh, for HNIs, over time, what, and this is purely, I'm not an HNI, so I've only read about it, but what will become more important is asset protection insurance. So things like protecting their business from litigation, uh, protecting, you know, their brand and copyright if they are business owners or uh, protecting like their assets like real estate properties, etc. Those things become more in important and more critical from an insurance perspective than life insurance as you accumulate more money and uh, you basically grow in your life. So, yeah, those are the closing thoughts on that particular question. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think this was a good chat. Uh, we covered questions. We discussed how we approach insurance and some extra points on 
which type of products one should focus depending on one's stage in life, one's economic state. Good. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll come back in the next episode with a new topic.